Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Set Your Expectations. This is the podcast that takes on a different guest every week to explore different careers and aspects of life and kick down the different misconceptions and preconceived notions that we as a society have about each thing. I'm your host, Joe Gerger, and joining me as always is Josh. Josh, who do we have today? Joe, it is a mouthful. Today we have Sean Patrick Thomas Daly. Now, Sean is the owner and operator of the Mohawk Studio. Um, he's an audio engineer, and he was a fucking treat to have in the studio. I mean, this dude knows, he's an encyclopedia of stories, of knowledge, of just interesting things. I loved having him here. It was phenomenal. Uh, I wish I could spend more time with him, honestly. I was He was great. Yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, he taught us a lot of stuff and is definitely very entertaining. So enjoy. Sean Patrick Thomas Daly, and uh, I own and operate the uh, the Mohawk Studio, which is a recording studio. I'm a recording engineer and producer. Okay, what? How did you? Uh, how did you get into that? <laughs> I was the uh, kid in his basement with multiple punk rock bands in high school who decided that we need to try to capture this. So I convinced my dad to build a small recording, and even I don't know studio, if you will. I got a mixing board that was from a pawn shop in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and hot-wired a boombox to it to record on tape. So, Hell before yeah. we get any more, like, <laughs> I feel like we're going to have a lot of cool stories right here. Yeah, I want to talk let's, about this. Let's just, um, what is an audio engineer? Like, what, 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 do you, like, what is your job? All right, okay. A, uh, a recording engineer, audio engineer, if you will, um, there's two aspects of it. There's the capture of sound for for the sake of recording, and then there's people who do the live sound. Uh, there's a lot of parts that are intertwined, the knowledge of uh, how sound works and, and microphones work. And then um, I did live sound as well for a long time. I was on the road uh, with a Beatles tribute band doing sound work and okay. being a roadie. And you're, and you're out there like... Because I always think of the people who stand that you see stand or like are in a little back office mm-hmm. while oh, yeah, the that's, band that's, is playing. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's your sound guy. It's your sound guy. Your guy. Yeah, your guy to stand behind the mixing board. That's, yeah, usually way in the back on a platform, kind of just right. like looking yeah. like he's miserable. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, the, right last yeah. Time, the last time I saw Coheed, they were uh, picking on him. Were, oh what, no! He of, he's afraid of clowns, right? Oh no! So, really? Yeah. So what they did is this is right when all the the big clown epidemic thing was happening. Uh, they dropped clowns from the ceiling during the fucking performance. Wow. To uh, fuck with the guy. In front of the damn sound dude. Yeah, and the thing is, everybody's everybody's like, well, what the fuck? And then Claudio from Coheed just starts laughing his ass off. Like he can't contain it. Oh my and god. He's like he's like almost crying laughing, trying to explain. He's like he's like, This guy's fucking terrified of clowns. <laughs> Cold, live. Live in front that's the thing. Yeah. Doing it to somebody's one thing. Doing it in front of a couple thousand people. <laughs> live, yeah. And then they started like they started shooting the shit. Like mm-hmm. they, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I wanna know more about the relationship that you have with these bands. Right. Well on the live sound aspect of it, um your relationship is your support group. Um, you know, you get to know bands and how they work and the intricacies of, you know, everybody's habits. And, you know, um, I had one guy that, uh, for instance, you know, you tune a guitar, you use a, you know, usually a computerized digital device. You can use your phone now. But back in those days, uh, he refused to have me tune anything but a what they call a strobe tuner. 
which is an extremely difficult piece of equipment to master and really get right because you're literally lining up spinning discs, mechanical discs that's that line up so that you like in a pattern. Yeah. That's that's a strobe tuner and those things are finicky and uh, he refused to have the guitars tuned by anything but that. <laughs> so, that's the live sound. On the on the recording side, the capture part of it, uh you know, now you're getting into um capturing who they are and you know getting it on tape or of what that artist is can be really it, it can be really easy some days when you got a band that really knows what they want and they come in and they're like okay you do this you know your job as engineer so put the mics up make think make sure things sound good we'll do the rest and then you got bands that don't know have a clue what they're doing they come in there and expect you to basically be the producer be the the gopher for the coffee, be the engineer, be mm. the, this guy, that guy, manager. Oh, by the way, we got to fire a drummer. Can you help us do that? Uh, <laughs> which I've done several times. No, <laughs> no way. I've had to because they, I, I, I want to see them. I want to see, I want to see the client. I want to see the band's art. Um, if they're not happy in the process they're doing, the art's going to suffer. So when they go, hey, we have no clue how to do this or go about this, you know, so you kind of put the psychologist hat on and go, okay, here, let me be some sort of an intermediary, you know? Yeah. So, and that's where you start graying the line between engineer and producer. Okay, mm -hmm. do you do you feel more like a producer? Um, when you're the only guy that they look to and say, hey, how does that sound? The yeah. moment you say good or bad, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> that's, you are now have a producer's hat on. <laughs> Did you think that that's what you would end up being? Um, over the time, I, I I I thought that they were not interchangeable. Mm -hmm. um, after I spent some time out in Chicago, uh, engineering uh, not even engineering, I was producing out there. Um, I I got to work with Steve Albini. Um, oh shit! Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to I, hear about that. I I did an album with him. He was my engineer. I was an executive producer on that album. Wow! I got the I got he really sat me down and and showed me the line. Of, of what it is that that are you worthy enough to tell this artist that they are good or not mm. and really that's the philosophy I kind of go with now okay. I, I I I'm not like him and refuse outright to be a producer however when bands come in and they need input and I'm there but I'm gonna make it very clear that this is not the Sean Daly you know roadshow here <laughs> this is not it not I don't want to influence you too much because it starts sounding like me Right. So you, you be you, and I'm going to help you be the best you can exactly, be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where being a producer, it's why it scares me these days because everybody with a basement laptop and a microphone, all of a sudden is a producer and, and an engineer and all this stuff. And it's, it, you're really losing that, uh, that line between the two. Do you feel like you still you still do a great job of like separating that for your oh, yeah. clients? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I'll literally kind of like make the I'll mime taking one hat off and putting another hat on. <laughs> and and uh, I'm I'm and the other thing is is uh, being very um, honest. Yeah. Um, I think one of the worst things that happened in music in the last decade, even further back, is probably the word yes or good. Uh, um, telling they, somebody yes, you can. It doesn't yeah. mean they should mm. and saying something good just because you want to make them happy isn't necessarily in the long term is only going to hurt yourself because you're going to have a band going out there with comp false confidence and false uh, sense of uh you know they're not going to put the effort in what they need to the work so yeah i think they're better than they are and make fools yeah. themselves or next thing you know we're worried about facebook 
likes and we're worried about the uh, fan base and not worried about hey you know are we playing in tune yeah, yeah. making sure you're putting out a quality product <laughs> right do right we, do we know you know what we're doing yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's the top thing that's, that's well important. you know i feel like that every single time i sit down over here i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just kind of figuring it out yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what you, you at least you got the gear to make sh- if you whenever that day comes you, you're gonna get it really good i'm, <laughs> I'm joking i'm joking um, i think i think that we're growing i think that uh there's a lot of learning and i think he's doing amazing because he he took that all on as somebody without prior experience well actually i could hear the evolution yeah. yeah, no. And so I, we, I, I was yeah. listening to this podcast over the last few weeks, uh, at, you know, a little bit of time, and you can hear like, yeah, it sounds like that one mic in the entire room. Yeah, and then I can hear, you know, ah, he's got the phasing down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah I can. We can hear. Yeah, too no, it was. I, I laughed. I was like, man, if if someone listened to episode like the very first one, and then well, that's what I started with, and then listened to like this, the most recent one, I'm like, it's it's like two different shows. Like, I got it. I told him I was like, you know, I was like, it's like one day you're reading all this stuff and it just it's not making any sense and you're reading it and I don't know what any of this shit means. You know, I don't have a, I don't know a background in this. I'm just like, and then one day some of it clicks. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, okay. And like, and then I was like, oh, I, I was excited. I, I told Joe like, Joe, I got it, I got it. I figured I figured something out. Like I ran up here and I started doing something and I was like, <laughs> all right. And then we lit it, we, like, we recorded something real quick, and I was like, "There it is, yeah, sounds, right? Yeah. It it, Eureka! Sounds, it's an epiphany, right? It felt fixed, too. right? I was like, um, but now, like, you know, that this this feels better than that. But now I'm just like, oh, this could be better too. Like, I need to figure out how to make this even better. As long as you are hungry, you're always you always learn something. And oh, that, we're that, that, hungry. Oh, that that, epif- <laughs> that epiphany right there. I, I'm telling you, there's recordings out there that I did, and there's there's, there's stuff out there that I go, oh wow, what did yeah. I do, man? Well, I think I'll always <laughs> feel attached. Like, I, yeah. Like even when, like when somebody messages me and they're like, "Hey, I listened to uh, Mike and Brian's episodes. I really like your show." I'll be like, "That's awesome. Thanks so much for saying that because that was not our best product. Right. If you like that, mm-hmm. go check listen out to this, this new shit. It's way better." And, and I feel like one day I'll say the same thing about the current product. And right. I, although right now, I mean, I'm doing we're doing everything we can. Right. I think it sounds amazing, but I think that we're going to grow. We're going to get much better equipment. We're going to get our own studio one day. Right. And so everybody probably idea. feels right. Like it's where, you know, we hit episode 100. People are like, man, I love episode 20. And you're like, episode 20? <laughs> episode 20 something like horse shit. Yeah, that was, like, we're that still was 10 minutes of me rambling. What is, no. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know what we were doing in episode 20. <laughs> exactly. And then episode 500, you're like, episode 100. We were idiots. Oh, that's, uh-huh. You know what? When I, when I tell artists that, because that kind of, you're looking at it the the macro the big the big mm-hmm. looking out but artists do that on a within an hour of doing something they go oh I, I on the playback they get go out smoke a cigarette come back in and listen go oh I could I, I could do that better and my the big philosophy I really try to apply and this is the producer psychologist had is that that is a cat that is a picture all right that performance you did a week ago or yesterday or two years ago is like taking a photo. That's a great way to look at it. You, you, yeah. Why, why would you, if you got photos in a scrapbook, why would you want to go back and try to tweak something for that moment in time? Right. Look at it as that is who you were then, and this is who I am now. And if, and if, if I ever stop looking back and wanting to be better, then there's something wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think that that little twinge of embarrassment you sometimes feel when you see old pictures of yourself is good because it's like. Ooh, I realize it's like you know. I now see the flaw in who I was, and right. I and I have grown, which is why like you see those pictures, you're like oh god, why are people looking at like my hair was stupid? I wore right. I wore dumb clothes. Like <laughs> was a, I was wearing girl jeans for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I'm no. not a huge fan of Cat Williams, but he said once 
if you look at the calendar date and look at what you did last year, and if it's exactly what you're doing now, yeah. then you're not advancing. Yeah, you're right. not moving. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. I think as long as you're moving, you're always going to kind of feel that like that embarrassment in the back where you're just like, oh, I was, so, I was so I was a dweeb back then, or like, like we why did they, didn't we I did, start? It's, it's like it's like listen to how good we sound now, how bad we were then. It's like yeah, you're always kind of like kicking dirt on the old you because you're like, yeah, I'm better than that guy. Right. You, know I mean? you yeah. got well, you got to take joy in it. That's that's the thing. I like to turn it around from people getting dismayed and, and angry about something they could get they could have done better mm. and like celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're looking back at like, well, I shouldn't have better. Like, well, you can't do that. Like. That's impossible. Right, you, right. You did it how you did it. Yeah, that's it. it yeah, do it, it is. better next time. And again, I, I do the same thing with my recordings. Uh, I'm a bass player as well. I, mm-hmm. I, I play, oh god, probably about seven or eight different instruments. And yeah, each each one of them, I'm like, oh wow, I can't imagine not doing that ten years ago or five years ago. I, yeah. I'm way you know more advanced now. I'm like, I wish you can go back and, and re-record that. So, how long do you think it took you to find that Zen? Because I know, like, it's it's a hard thing to find. I, I found like some people either get it or they don't. Right. So, right. how long have you been like, ah, eh, that's all right? Um, probably for the last six years. Okay. These last six years, I've been I've been recording professionally for fifteen. Actually, excuse me, it's two thousand seventeen. It's going on sixteen years. Okay. Um, wow. So it's yeah. A long career. So well, before that, I was I was living in the South Pacific in Hawaii and. Uh, um, I had some uh, health issues come up that prevented me from continuing being a Marine uh, mm. in the Marine Corps and uh, had cancer. And um, after getting cancer and, and damn near dying, um, that that kind of was the, I guess that's the fuse to lead to my current Zen yeah. state of mind because it was a mad rush of figuring out what the heck am I going to do after all this because I have, I can't stay in the Marine Corps. I mm. I was an infantryman, so I mean, when we mall security, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Start panicking. Yeah. yeah what am I going to do? I'm t- I was 22 years old and, um, you know, I had a family, my, my mom, my, um, dad, and my sister had a company that was, uh, back here in the, in the States that, uh, was doing consulting for environmental consulting for EPA. Okay. And I came back and, and did that on the side as well as start growing the studio. And I figured out that my, the main thing was being an entrepreneur, you know, if someone sat down and said, I have this idea, I love being the catalyst to help make ideas better. Yeah. Or try to give give you 20 different ideas to, to, to go down. Start brainstorming. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh, I, man, I, I'm I, a think tank. We love brainstorming sessions. Right. It's, yeah, it's so, like one right. of my favorite things. So can I, can I give you an idea? Yeah, what's up? I want to ask you a question. So mm-hmm. you have a studio, right? right? I assume that in your studio you have things up showing the people that you showcase that you've done stuff with, right? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Okay, like the bands maybe? Um, I have uh, actually I have um, broken uh, cymbals, like from a drum set cymbals. Okay. Oh, okay. That they that I have the band sign, and I have those all around. I have probably probably oh god twenty five of those. How about any uh, awards you may have? Yeah, I got a couple awards of uh, for various things. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. kind of awards did you get? Uh, I <laughs> I actually um, one of my hobbies I host trivia. And uh, I got uh, best trivia night, and I got um, I was also a DJ um, for quite a bit. Uh, one of the things to help keep a roof over my head. And at the time, I was married, and she wasn't working much, so I had to go out and figure out to do. So I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I know how to use a computer and make people dance. The psychology of keep getting a bunch of people to do something that they normally don't do. I do it every day of being a producer or engineer in the, in a studio. So. Apply that to you know three, four, five hundred people. Finding that groove, and that's what I that's that's what I was doing. So I got best uh, three years in a row, best uh, from Funkos Magazine, got uh, best DJ. Damn, 
Yeah, worked Putin Bay over the islands and oh really did that nice. for I managed two clubs That's over there. That's a party, huh? That will eat you alive. I did oh that for four God. years. And Jeez. see, I used to look like I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that will age you. Uh, well, the Mohawk helps, right? The right, definitely helps. How do you keep up with it? The Mohawk or the Mohawk? Oh, yeah. the Mohawk. Uh, I've had it for ten years now, and pretty much uh, like the first two years was trying to figure out how to even get this thing up. Like yeah. having a box fan in the doorway while you're trying to spray mm. hairspray the crap out of it, but um, it's just hair glue and free spray and a uh, uh, yeah, it takes me about ten minutes tops now. Definitely not standard marine issue. No. <laughs> Do you feel like it represents you? Um, it came about as a dare. Oh. Ten years ago, it was it was literally a dare. It was a bet. You you're not going to be able to be successful with something like that. So okay. I went and did it. Hell yeah! <laughs> and then it became something where um, I was DJing and I had several club owners go. You lose the hair, you lose the gig. Oh. Really? Yep. Wow. And then people started tying. And at the time, I had just started. I was, I was still recording before that, but I never had a, a name of any sort so I'm like screw it I'll just name the studio after the haircut and I'm like oh now, now I'm really tied to it so Do people well, call you yeah. the Mohawk yeah yeah I did just hey what's up Hawk and yeah I would imagine like you accidentally branded yourself like you accidentally branded you, is exactly you, right you fell right into your branding on it. Like, well I mean same thing happened to you but same yeah. thing happened to me with my yeah, cars, like to, yeah. to, to just be like Oh shit! People are calling me the Mohawk now. I am the Mohawk. Like, yeah. uh, well, I guess uh, I will accept my fate and just uh, take it on. That's no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I liked it a lot. It, 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 and it grew from that. Um, you know, I've 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 had uh, um, like a couple of podcast shows talking about how this thing came about, and of course, then the book happened. And yeah, that uh, that kind of solidified it. Of course, the book's called Mohawk. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. T- tell us about the book. Um, that was um, the okay. How that came about was uh, a buddy of mine passed away at a very early age. He had a small son and went away. Accidentally, he he lived out in the Virgin Islands. He actually fell downstairs, and uh, they brought him back here for the funeral. So basically, I spent the week. This is a guy I taught how to drive a car type mm-hmm. thing. You know, he was my little baby brother. And um, a mutual friend from back in high school flew back here from Arizona for the funeral. So we spent, at the time, the studio's starting, you know, really starting to get some clout. And I had a publicist, actually, that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And she was hanging out. So she was kind of like being my little big sister, taking care of me. like Because yeah. I was basically drinking my ass off pretty much nightly around a bonfire at another friend. So... My buddy flies in from Arizona, um, and I kind of like, hey, you two like literature. Both of you write stories. I should network you guys. So I'm just, I'm hammered. And we're sitting by the campfire for like four days straight, every night just getting hammered. Mm. And uh, I apparently, because I don't remember half this shit, uh, was just telling story after story after story of like, like basically like this is what happened to my buddy, basically brought the um, mortality out. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it really, it really hit me pretty hard here. Uh, I just, um, just prior to the to, to this happening, I found out I had another full-blooded sister. My parents hid away for thirty years. Oh wow. Yeah. A full-blooded sister. Full-blooded. They both had a daughter that got taken away to a nunnery. Yeah. Wow. So that happened. My buddy passes away, 
And my brain is like trying to fight midlife crisis at the age of thirty, something at thirty two. Well, yeah, because you've already fought this cancer battle, right? You're just like, man, I've, yeah. been, I've been through more than most people. I just want to relax, and it's just all this shit's getting thrown at you. Cancer. I got, I got three plates in my head. I got, uh, you know, all kinds of just shit, and I, I just like, you know, I'm just so I'm just spewing these stories, like hoping that someone remembers me, like I'm trying to do for Mike. Well. Uh, uh, Tracy and Paul were sitting with a campfire like they basically I guess hatched it like dude these are great these are freaking some really cool stories so they went funeral happened everything died down and Paul went back to Arizona and Tracy lived in Columbus for a while so basically uh, I got a call hey Sean we're gonna uh, we're gonna do some st- I'm gonna team up and work on some stuff in the studio for a PR how about what you think about that I'm like that'd be awesome yeah man the more the merrier and uh, Paul was like, um, we're gonna Skype conversation. He's in, and we're gonna talk about that. So we had like, God, 20, 30 Skype calls, mm. two, three hours each. Mm. And while I'm doing this, he's behind my back on Facebook, texting, like private messaging my all my friends and family getting st- the other their side of these stories. Okay. So he's bringing them to the table all these Skype conversations already knowing what's going on, but then he's recording me talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, why are we talking about my mom? This is supposed to be about the studio, right? right what, what's yeah. going on? So, uh, you know, ter- 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 that happens over and over again. And about a month before it released, he kind of, hey, yeah, just FYI, kind of wrote a 288 book about you. And um, yeah, we kind of recorded your Skype conversations for the purposes of taking the Skype, the audio, sending them back to Columbus to Tracy. She actually, Took him uh, like literally like dictated him out from my vo- in my voice. So the whole book is in my voice, like my ADD ridden like just massively erotic <laughs> way I talk. Yeah, that's the way they kept the book. Okay, and perfect. so that's yeah. So about a month before it got released, I got sent a surprise package in the mail of the first draft, and off it went. <laughs> and it went. It went on Amazon top five hundred editors pick. And wow, yeah. How did that feel? Extremely vulnerable. Yeah, I'm yeah. a very, very private person before that point. Uh, very, when I go out and perform, and like I said, playing bass and DJing, and you know, I, my studio's in my house, so I had no choice but that part of the privacy. But half the time, at the time I was married, she was she would disappear because I didn't want anybody to know I was married. I don't, I don't want people to know who she was or right. that. It's, it's, it's too much of your personal life. Yeah, my name and my business. cat or, you know, I, I was really, really adamant about keeping it off the radar and um, sure shit. <laughs> yes, lo and behold, everything from when I was growing up in Milan, you know, all the way to getting cancer and, and some other craziness ended up in the book, including my sister that we've, I've discovered. And um, yeah, so... That's what happened, and it just took off. We went on a bunch of we book signings, and man, that's a that's a, that's a whirlwind. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, in hindsight, uh, there's there's some different things I would have done differently. I think just um, I wish I would have been included a little bit earlier on. I could have helped out with marketing. That's that's yeah. me being a, yeah. being the marketing. I'm like, oh, I would have thought something. I would have done this and this and this, but that's not my decision. It wasn't my game. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pay a dime for it. They did. They they reaped the benefits from it. It's just the story of how I came about. So man, that's pretty crazy. I want to know. You want to talk a little bit about marketing. Um, what do you think about QR codes? Oh wow! 
I didn't know those what things are still. Question, I didn't yeah. think those well, because were because I, I never got to ask the question. I said I wanted to present you with uh, QR codes. Yeah. Um, I, I the, you're you're putting a step in front of another step. Okay. I don't know what the solution to that is because mm. I know when someone's when someone throws me a link and there's a link within a link, I usually don't move forward past the second link. Well, yeah, because well, what I what I thought was maybe like set up a brochure mm -hmm. like with all the types of people that we've had in here before. So when somebody comes in, they can see all this stuff, and if they're interested in hearing the specific band's music, they can just scan the QR code next to it. Okay, that I, I support because obviously they have a, it's a level of devotion. You gotta be committed to something. So if you, yeah, if you have, I'm talking that's, about something that's, that's on a billboard. I, I said, I was like, you know, if you have a captive audience, it's different than like trying to entice a new audience. Right. Yeah, because I was right. gonna say like, that could be something that if you used it in your studio, you could have all your people's music is linked right to that. And if somebody's in your studio, yeah. they're obviously into music. Right. Oh no, I, 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 I've embedded some things out there, like I, like on Spotify. I have an entire playlist of some of the artists that are on Spotify that have done work in my okay. studio. But then I also turn around. The other thing I'm, I'm very proud about and, and adamant is competition, because there's a bunch of studios in Northern Ohio. Oh, there course. are, everyone's out of the studio. Um, the idea is the rising tide raises all boats. And I create another Spotify channel of all local music. I don't care if I worked on it or not. Um, I'm a I'm a fan first before I'm an engineer or a uh, producer. You know that's mm -hmm. I, I think that's a big part of it. And I think a lot of these other studios in the area don't get that. They they got overhead, they got bottom line, and they got to focus on something that uh, kind of takes their head out of the art. And if they would just take a step back and maybe even go back to using their bathroom as a vocal booth, <laughs> and 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 get get back into the art of it and being a fan versus trying to you know throw material out there that is just uh, you know overproduced or cookie cutter without any kind of uh, you know that's a lot of artists come to me because they just they're like what that doesn't sound like me listen to this album mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like me that that's not my drum set I don't know what that is right and they they come to me because I I unabashedly would say yeah I'm not gonna quantitize your drums I'm not gonna resample your guitars I'm gonna make you sound like you. So if you come to the table not wanting it, not prepared, then prepare for your own reflection because you may not like what you see. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're getting so, ready to look into a mirror. Right, I'm I'm know. not gonna invent, reinvent you or auto tune you into yeah, somebody not your else. Job. Like, that's I'm not here to do all that. Well, I, I could. Yeah, that's yeah, the problem, yeah, and that's they're making that a part of the job. It just seems so weird. Like I mean, like oh, it's not what I sound like. Uh, make that just sound better. Like right. Uh, well, hey, you can fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I can, but I really don't want to. Angry, angry. Don't. Uh, can you just master that better? No. Master it better. Shit in, shit out. That's the way it works. Yeah, I think I think the first time they asked me to edit something better, I uh, I was just like, oh, okay, you guys do it. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, well, could you like edit it better? I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'm yeah, I'm leaving. Edit it better, sure. Yeah. How how, how does that work again? It's like uh, I live here and I'm going to leave. <laughs> But yeah, Q, uh, back to the QR codes. Mm -hmm. um, if you already have somebody that that is interested in what you're doing, and they and there's a rabbit hole for them to go down, by all means, give them that rabbit hole. Okay. But if it's looking for somebody that's just like the, the random passerby or somebody who's just perusing and accidentally comes upon, that's why I think it's important to have both, where you have those guys who are randomly hit who you know hit your site. And don't know what they're looking for, don't know what this is about, but you have you have it in such an available way 
that they have no choice but to just make that happen. Yeah. So w- when you tell people what you do, what do you, what do they think? What do they think you do? I sleep on couches. <laughs> There's no way in hell that you are a successful individual with a mohawk and uh, uh, doing audio recording, engineering, or bands. Like really, like you didn't grow up yet, kid. I mean, do you do you have a specific? Uh, does your family give you that kind of feeling too? Well, uh, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, the interesting thing since that book published is my mom and dad have since passed. Um, my sisters okay. are no longer even involved, even remotely part of my life. I have zero family. I just, I literally just turned into Batman. Okay. <laughs> I have, I, in two years, that's what happened. So what about your friends? Um, huge supporters. Yeah. Um, that is my family now. Um, I have, uh, and my wife's family is um, like scarily supportive. Like you need to do this to the nth degree. I don't care if you have a mohawk or not. It, this is... This is something you're successful at. Yeah. They're the, the, probably some of the most supportive people I have, and and they're, they're traditionally older people are not that supportive of you know rock music. Yeah, especially yeah. with the image that you have, it's not right. like they can just close their eyes to it. It's in their face. Exactly, and even further is you know. It, Judging the book by its cover is always fun with me. I love this haircut because I walk well, in a room. You've taken complete like advantage of it. Like, oh, yeah. You are your brand. I mean, you walked in here with a mohawk, and your shirt says Windy Fucking City. And I mean, <laughs> I'm a Deathwish death hoodie. Yeah, and I can I can hear the Irish in your voice. Right, right. <laughs> but you're just loud, and you're, you're punk rock. I mean, mm-hmm. I can feel it that you, you put that out there. You have become it. Exactly, but I. It's we used all, to call that swagger before that word was destroyed. Is that? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. swaggerific. That, that is like yeah. yeah. But I, I, I mean, I also uh, enjoy um, cooking. I'm a, I'm a bit oh, of a man, cu- me too. I'm, I'm a culinary nut. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Of, I'm a little bit of a home cook myself. I yeah. Like, uh, what's your favorite thing to cook? Favorite thing to cook? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I like uh, creme brulee. Creme brulee. Yeah, I can. Of course, m- it's difficult. Yeah. Make a massive creme brulee. I love. I love uh, challenges like a roast for like twenty people. Yeah, you know the, that kind of. Uh, um, you know, call it, like I look at my knives at home the same way I look at my microphone locker at the in the studio. Yeah, you know my pots. I got for a wedding. One of our wedding gifts were actual co- copper clad pans, and I. Oh, oh I, nice. I had tears in my eyes. Oh, I <laughs> I yeah. thought I, you thought I got the, you know, uh, a platinum album, you know, awarded to me or Grammy. Yeah. yeah I, I got a, actually got a bunch of bakeware for Christmas and I had the yeah? same feeling. I was yep. like, oh, thank this God. This is nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can bake so much shit with this. Right. Right. I love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's a side of me that is still, uh, you know, normal, <laughs> but most people look at me as completely, uh, um, I, that I'm there's no way in hell that that I, I love walking in a room and instantly it polarizes mm-hmm. I can see it it's palpable I can walk in the nightclubs I used to manage some of them had older crowds earlier in the day and I'd walk through the crowd and I literally had a drunk a couple of drunk ladies over I mean this happens multiple times a year going oh wow so whose couch down the street were you sleeping on dude you know like Jesus did you did you rent those clothes <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> there's no way you own those yeah, you know? I mean, how often do you does somebody not take you seriously when when you are being a serious businessman with passion? Yeah, well, it, well, actually, the one solution I found: slick the mohawk back and throw a cap on. 
I'll say it's also got to come with the territory, right? Like he knows what he's getting into. Like he he understands <laughs> what right. that's going to invoke. Like he's walking out fully aware that like oh someone's going to be disrespectful as fuck today because it's just like mm-hmm. I look like a punk. That's what I want. Like because now they underestimate me and you have the upper hand. Well, you know you know that song signs right? Yeah, signs. You know everywhere signs. You know and the guy talks about going in to the job interview and he takes his hat off and the hair pours out. Yeah, um, I have actually done that kind of. Um, I've actually in my in with my consulting job I did with the EPA, I would sit in front of mayors and full councilmen in a full suit and with my my uh, gentleman's my Irish like uh, paper boys hat on, yeah. you know, and glasses. Nice. And I look fifty something, you know. I'm businessman this, and then sure enough, they're like they're applauding you. They're highly you know conservative people, you know. They're applauding you. You are the best thing has happened. And then the next week, they see me on stage. <laughs> Oh and I, I've seen pictures of you on stage. You just up at front and center, mohawk, right. just blaring. Right. So yeah. it's like, well, you endorse me. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh wow. Did, um, have you ever had anybody again. say like that they feel like they've been bamboozled? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And 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 then they then they get a laugh out of like, how the hell do you do oh, that? Oh, so it's not a negative thing. Oh no, I have yet on that end of it because. If they did negative, then it'd show bad judgment on their part. So they yeah. always go positive. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, oh well, he well you're you're a surprise. Yeah. 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 How how nice. how yeah how don't question my judgment. Yeah. Obviously, you must be a good guy inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, if somebody comes to you for a job, like okay. they ask you to do something for them. Right. What does that usually entail? What are they asking for generally? Uh, I need music recorded. I have a band. Um, or I have a uh, um, project like loan. They're like a solo guy, and they need people to put that, make that happen. Okay. So when the, when the, a band when band gets a hold of me, um, you know they they go ahead and say, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" You know, you get screamo, metal, death metal, all the way over to folk and Americana, and uh, you know we we discuss you know whether or not I'm capable or willing. <laughs> to even do it, and uh, yeah, so th- that's usually what's what what's the beginning of what they ask for is is you know and how much does it cost? Does, that's a big one. Yeah, I, I imagine what 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 is pricing like for what you do? Um, I used to be all over the place in this. It used to be like if I really want to work with you, I drop the price. If I can't stand what the hell we're doing, I, I, I make it make it worth my while. Well, yeah, it's your time. Yeah, I mean, that's back when I, you know, I, 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 I didn't really, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't want to be, I, I didn't really want to be the business guy. Mm. Like again, I'm, I'm, it's art. How can you put a price on art? If you're willing to pay it, you're willing to pay it, right? right. Um, that's what all art dealers will tell you is that art is worth what you're willing to pay exactly. for. Exactly. That actually goes not just with art. It goes with real estate or anything else. Everything, really. Yeah. Everything. So yeah, not, what's the value to you? Right. Everybody's going to have a different value. Right. Yeah. Right. And what what do you get out of it? And from and what I do now, after especially working up in Chicago, um, I don't charge for setups and takedowns like a lot of studios. The clock starts one moment they step on the property. Um, I don't have a clock in the studio. I don't even have a. I don't have a stopwatch. I don't look. I don't have a wristwatch. I have nothing like that. Someone comes to my studio to record. Um, Four hundred bucks gets them pretty much a day, twelve hours at least, twelve hours in that day. Um, that doesn't include setup or tear or anything. If you want to get, you want to get there at nine o'clock in the morning and set up, and we start at noon and record to midnight. So be it. 
Um, and if we're still going at midnight and you know what, we're on a roll and I, I'm more interested in the art being accomplished, I'm not gonna charge you for the extra whatever we end up doing. Mm. Um, one of the other side things I have is if we do two days or more, if we do a weekend, let's say we do an EP, like a five song EP, we mm. usually get out of the way, bulk of it in two days. So that's 800 bucks. Well, first off, you don't have to pay me all that like cash and f- up front either. I do payments. I'm, I'm a musician myself. I know we, we're not rich at doing this shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I do you know credit card if you want to. I got all that stuff in place. But the more important part is I don't want you feel pressure that you need to pay this immediately out. You know. Yeah, you want to feel like people have options. You want people to feel like they they can do that without putting themselves in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I even I throw an extra on top of it. Um, I, I'm co-owner of a record label. And that label, I've uh, basically kind of bamboozled. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble by saying that. I've, I've uh, coerced. If you do uh, two days or more uh, with my studio, I get you free distribution. You get to be on 36 different digital markets, including Spotify, iTunes, and all that, and you keep every dime. The label, me, nobody keeps that money. You keep it all. Mm. So yeah, so that's that's on top of that, and then turn around if you do two days or more, you get uh, uh, free mixing and mastering. And what's the cost on something like that? Uh, normally, yeah, a, a mixing yeah. and mastering, but the same same amount. Normally, studios will charge you the same per hour as they were recording. Mm-hmm. So you, you if you got if you recorded uh, an album at, at a studio, take that amount of time and money and double it because you know it's going to take another week or two of mixing and mastering. At at forty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. because you're still using a studio and it's that guy's time. Me, yeah, I live in my studio. It's my house, right? Yeah, and I, I, on top of that, you know, I got time. This is not like L.A. or Nashville where I got artists coming in at three o'clock in the morning and I'm tracking them. Okay, right, yeah. I'm usually handling about two or three bands or artists at a time, rotating them out. Okay, so, so yeah, so it's been pretty cool. I bet. So, what what is there? Some what is something that you are able to do for people that maybe people don't usually think is one of your capabilities? Oh wow! Um, wow! <laughs> I've been told that. Um, well, one of the reasons why I those broken symbols I have hanging on the wall that came about from an album of frustration. I was I was early on in my career in it, and uh, a lot of mistakes to the point the drummer took a cymbal and threw it across the room and it broke. And that we just put it aside and we just kept chugging along. At the end of finally at the end of it, they sat me down and were like, it, our our concept of music has now changed. You've broken us. Because now we know what's going on behind the curtain. You know, our favorite artists now, I know how they did the harmonies on Queen, you know, on, on Bohemian Rhapsody. I know how they did the guitar That's work here. That's gotta be awesome. It, it is, but they're like, you 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 never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, from that point on, bands have sat down afterwards and like you gave you you kind of allowed us some self reflection. The 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 stuff that we're doing wrong got really really highlighted and you know exposed. Um, I don't do that purposely. Yeah. I really try not to, but it's part of my process that if you're not honest with yourself. Then you're you're not honest to your fans. Okay, so you're a musician, right? If somebody comes to you and they want this stuff, but they don't have music made, what can you do for them? Oh, 
um, everything, everything I've uh, either I I can do myself um, from bass to guitar, bagpipes. Um, you need horns. You want some tuba? Bagpipes. Yeah. My whole family. Oh, we can't just pass that. We're coming back to the bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. But let's finish this. Basic, <laughs> basic bagpiping work I can get. Um, but, uh, you know, I can do some keyboards. I can do some minor drum stuff. But I have a, a team of guys, all, a guy, musicians I work with for 20 years now that I've, I got... I got a uh, Byzantine ancient choir of, by Cleveland that I can use. Wow. Um, Holy yeah. Shit. I got not just bagpipes, but entire bagpipe bands, like the entire core. Oh my God. You know, I got those guys that, that would jump at a chance to, to do something. And, and no one's, no one's asked them yet, but you know, they just, they're like, whenever you need us, just give us a call. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. If I had bagpipes at my disposal, I think I'd use them. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> At least for at least for like an intro, right? Like an intro right. To the album, you know what I mean? Well, like, it's corn. Are you, are you like are you like friends with one of the people that are in charge of the bagpipes? I uh, yeah, actually, I used to be the drum major for the Irish Heritage Pipe Band of Ohio, and my dad was uh, pipe sergeant, and my sister was a uh, uh, drum sergeant, and uh, I did that for ten years. I think bagpipes would be a cool thing to talk about. Okay, like on the show, yeah. Honestly, if you want to, you want to bring that back around. I can bring you. I can myself or other bagpipers yeah. oh, yeah. in. <laughs> There's actually the cool. Emerald Society up here in Toledo. I think has a couple of pipers left floating around. I can definitely bring. I uh, get you in contact with those guys. Hell yeah! I, I'm more interested in. Look, so let's say that the two of us approached you and yeah. said that we want some music made for this podcast. Okay, see, because our other podcast. Uh, Nerds of the Sound Table. I think, did you hear that one? Too? I I started listening to it. Yeah, and I, I told you, like, it's kind of a similar thing with you. Mm -hmm. um, our friend had passed that made the music for us. Right. Um, and that kind of, uh, me personally, kind of kicked my ass in gear. Like, I had this idea that I wanted to do. And right. Right after that, I was just like, that's when I approached him, and I was like, I got an idea for podcasts because I wanted to do yeah. something. And I feel like every aspect of my life since that, I've treated differently and kind of pushed a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so like that music, I never want to change just right. because of him. But oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I love it too. He, he was a, he was a musician. I, yeah. I, I, I no, Well, after here's the thing. I, I think I, I either listened to an episode you didn't have it on. Yeah. Or yeah. Cause I, I texted you on that and I was like, cause I done intros for podcasts. Mm -hmm. Well, that, yeah, that's you, maybe you listened to this one cause this one we didn't maybe, have. That, maybe that's what it was. And I, I misunderstood where you guys had placed that, yeah. but I did, yeah. I did end up hearing that and understood definitely. Um, you, you, the integrity of what you're doing is sometimes holding on to those things that are near and dear, regardless of what people tell you. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but for this podcast, Oh, we, yeah. we just threw something together and like so let's say we approached you and we wanted a, a real theme for this podcast mm -hmm. what do we go about how are the steps to go through that okay how does somebody approach you to, to get things like this done uh, well okay knowing that's a podcast intro mm -hmm. make sure that's that's there how long do you want it to be Only 15 seconds okay yeah and then and then what uh, give me some um, points of reference that you may like either other podcast intros or um, types of music or uh, a sound. Do you want it to sound old timey? Do you want it to be modern? Do you want it to be, um, you know, like something you would hear on, the, you know, back with the Howard Stern show used to be on, you know, or do you want something that's more uh, contemporary that, that, you know, do you want it to have actual speaking or singing? Do you want it to be straight up instrumental? <laughs> so if I approached you the same type of thing, except I said, I need a theme song for my car business. Right. 
you could do the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So how? So do we? Songwriter man, you just do whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> what, so what do we do? Do we give you what we want? Do we come to your studio and talk to you? How does that go? How does somebody do that? Um, you you get a hold of me online okay. or whatever, and then uh, I I've done it remotely. I've done uh, actually the, the two podcasts that I did the intros for were are both based in Columbus. I didn't talk with the guys in in person at all about them. Period. They just said, "Hey, you know, I I, I kind of want this. I want some um, sound effects that are like this." And I just threw something together, threw it their way. They 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 came back to me and said, "Hey, take this out and shorten this up." You know, I'm really big about it being your input versus what I think it should be. Right. So I'll put something together what I think you're aiming for, and uh, and and we we'll go back and forth using the Dropbox. Is as I use that. I use various uh, cloud uh, devices Drive to drives, yeah, to to get the process done. And uh, yeah, I'm. It's pretty cool. I've actually uh, one of the longer drawn out situations. I also do movie soundtracks. Okay. And I did uh, a movie called Night of the Dolls, um, and it was actually the music was all recorded in Indiana. Okay. And then shipped out to me. It's supposed to be an all-girls punk group. The story is about a, um, a guy goes on a murder rampage and kills this entire all-girl punk group. My job was to make that punk group, all-girl punk group a reality, meaning this music needs to sound oh, like that goodness. group. Yeah. So I got a hold of a singer up here, and Hell she came yeah. in. And, and I never met the guys who that played under the damn the instruments. I didn't meet the director. I never met the, nothing. <laughs> I just had this sitting there, and we spent the day, got five songs done. I even did background vocals as, and, and didn't pitch them up. I literally just talk, ha, ha, woo doing that stuff, you know, <laughs> on the mic, and layered them so there was group vocals of these chicks. And uh, sure enough, I got an IMDb credit for music for Night of the Dolls, and actually the next, uh, it's a thrash, uh, it's a thrasher horror musical coming up called uh, Dolly uh, uh, Dolly Deadly Two, and it's going to be a thrash, it's going to be a horror musical, and uh, I'm doing the soundtrack for that. But this time, they're all flying out here. Okay. To my studio, and we're Hell doing it. We're doing yeah. it in studio. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> so, you need to record a musical, right? I love music. I love music so oh, badly, and I want so bad to be able to make music. I'm taking piano lessons soon. Okay. And like, I sang in high school and stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to be better at singing, but I've also thought, like, man, I could, I could maybe rap. Like, have you ever done a, any rap artist? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. So, like. Okay, so we do this. We're gonna we'll be working up to this thing where we do like a Joe Does thing, where okay. I hook up with the different guests that we've had on as kind of like a follow up, like down the road. Yeah, and then I would do something. So like we're gonna have the guy who just left before you make right. uh, some designs for us. Cool, um, things like that. So I could do something with you like that as the Joe Does thing and produce something. Right. Um, I want. I really, really, really want to do a concept album. Oh, um, ah, like mm. I want to. I have this whole idea where, like, this guy he runs this kingdom, right? He's like a king. Okay, and he finds this genie that, like, his his kingdom's like falling apart. And he finds a genie that kind of like takes over him, but he's like, "I'll fix all your problems, but I'm also gonna possess you." Right. So, like, he does it, but half the time he does he's not in control of himself anymore. Wow. So, I kind of wanted to do a concept album where it's like dual personalities, and one is this king trying to save his kingdom, and the other one is like this demon that's kind of like taken over his body Interesting. and is using him for that. Interesting. And like I would have to rap under like kind of like in two different personalities. So you're looking at doing this as hip hop? Uh, yes. A, 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 a hip hop concept, concept album. album. Yes. Woo! 
That's high art. Of, of, with, with kings and genies. Yes. I want to write it as a story, and I want to deliver it as a concept album. I think you just created Geek Hop. Yeah, truly. <laughs> what is it? Geek Hop. Geek Hop, yeah. What is that? I don't know. Oh, like, I, like a new... F- no, a new, new genre. <laughs> Geek Hop, dude. It's well, I always think... Dungeons think, and Dragons and hip hop. <laughs> when I think of concept <laughs> albums, I always like kind of open my mind a little bit because I feel like there's so much room to do whatever you want. Oh, it's yeah. music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you like, why limit yourself to a genre? You're doing a concept album, tell a fucking story. Right. And I think, I thought that, I think that'd be awesome. I, I don't, I have a real um, issue with like current music and I, I love indie music. I'm an indie, in, indie music nut, especially local indie music, but there's not much storytelling going on anymore. Yeah. And that's what I'm all about is, is stories and music. And, and I tell you what, the, the, this is, one artist I had come in, uh, Ancient Elephant was the name of the band. And he came in, he didn't have a band. He, first album, the band was forming as he was recording the first album. So the, the album's not the tightest. It's rough in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. But there's one song on there that has a story. And that's, I, I, I was like, you got to just do more of this. And he hasn't yet, but we're, we've been, I've been egging him on. But the story is this. Um, the, the song is about a guy, he's, you know, He's, you know, him and his him and his girl, him and his wife aren't doing good, and he's realizing I have to now take, you know, my future in my own hands, and he decides he has to go rob the store, to go get money, and the store songs about what brought me to this point in life that I got to, I'm I'm polishing up my my gun, and I'm about to go rob the store, mm-hmm. and it's all this self doubt and what, it, really this is not the right thing to do. He gets to the store, and he as he's pulled a gun out, someone else robs the store. And it's him talking, talk saying, okay, I'm p- putting my gun back away and getting on the floor and letting the other guy rob the store around him. Yeah, and then he kind of sees what would happen. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and somebody got there before me was one of the lyrics, and I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, that self-reflection, that moment yeah. of, well, this is definitely not for me. This is a sign. Yeah. Of the most, you know, you got a gun in your hand, and this is a sign. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was a great moment, and so those guys... Uh, I'm doing their second album right now, and God, it's huge. Do you so. get people that come to you that you're like so excited on the idea? Like, for instance, like somebody delivers some the way I just delivered you an idea, but then they have no talent to back it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. that. I, I get that, and 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 I don't, I I don't like putting the ruler next to talent. Yeah, um, that's hard for me to do because I think the talent is in in he or she's. Um, that story or that that concept that they brought bring to the table as far as an album goes, a lot of times what happens is is it's not the talent part. They got the talent, but they don't have any. Everyone around them that's supporting is too lazy to figure out how to do it. Mm. So they give up. They either they either they get tools. bored. Yeah. They never they never accomplish or complete things, or they get it done. I'm like, oh, this is this sounds so beautiful. What are you doing with it? Nothing. What, what are you going to go out and play? No. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm it's whatever you want to do. That's past that's past my input. Yeah. However, it, 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 it saddens me that that these things I'm on my thirty seventh album right now. Wow. Holy and, Yeah. Shit. And I'm telling you right now, not one of them has graced the top ten charts. I don't have any Grammy contention. I actually excuse me, I do have two albums that made a top twenty five Grammy nomination list. That is the closest, and that was country. but there's albums there that I'm like that should be that that would be way bigger and I mean literally taking that hat off and being completely objective walking away from it Mm. 
and understand no no you think it's based on how much people put into it though it it is and then they what it it's either that or they they got so much ADD that they're ready to move on to the next thing that they're trying to to crowbar in and it's like no no you gotta let this breathe go out and embrace it and and love it and 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 do that don't be in a rush and uh yeah there's 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 a couple moments of of recorded history that i just went oh man this could be so much more man (laughs) like man i have always wanted to do music but i never have been able to i don't know feel comfortable with my talent level or or have an outlet to do it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I guess I was telling him last night or maybe today, like I've, there's always things I want to do. I never really shy away from things, but I don't always have the outlet to do it. Right. Right. And, and, and I, what's great is that you created a, uh, an, a thing here, this yeah. podcast that now you have, now you can literally <laughs> have a stream of individuals that could help yeah. make that a reality. I know. Yeah. That's exciting. That's, I, I that's, guess back to that process we were talking about, you know, how does this become? Yeah. Eventually for, for something like what you're talking about, which is more in depth than just a podcast intro or mm-hmm. a commercial, um, you know, you don't currently play, you know, you have any synthesizer or drum machine no, experience or backing like tracks. Instrument goes. Like, yeah. No. See, then that that's where I would say, Hey, come up to the studio. Let's, let's out, you know, it's kind of like, uh, Ever go to the, the uh, optometrist, right? Yeah, yeah the eye doctor. And the, yeah, yeah, the eye doctor, right? Yeah. He puts the thing in front of you, and he and he goes, "Does this look better, or does this look worse?" Or two, right? Mm-hmm. Three. That's what I start doing musically with you. Okay. I go, "Do you like this or this style?" Okay, cool. And then I bring out the other two that's like, closer oh, to that. Oh, two. So do you like five or six better? Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, I oh, feel like six. Right. It's twelve like or eleven. Make it a lot easier than I expect. Like it seems to me like. You handle the the heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, it, it to me it's not heavy lifting. To, yeah. To, no, yeah. To yeah. you, no. To you, it's not. Right. Because that's your specialty. Right. To me, it's like things that I could never do on my own. But now, like I think a lot of people probably think that a mm-hmm. lot of people probably have aspirations that they never chase because they think, yeah, but how am I ever going to be able to do that? Right. And then like maybe not knowing how much you can offer them as far as like take their idea and literally make it into a reality. Oh yeah. And, and one of the cooler things about that process, especially if I'm in and with you in the process and we're not doing this remotely and we're sitting, we're sitting together in the studio and I just pull out the keyboard and start tooling around with it. And let's say, you know, I leave the room and go get some coffee and you start tooling around with it. What you don't know is I'm recording that. Really? So basically what I do then is I turn around and I create something from what you just got done tooling with and show you that you are capable. Uh-huh. And then there there goes that wall of lack of confidence. There goes that wall of self-doubt. It's like, oh, well, I can't really make music like you like, already did. Right. Like, like this is like this is, you wrote all this. The, the, the biggest thing that I do, I love and I pride myself on is that my tape is rolling nonstop and I capture the happy mistakes that they normally would never have thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And that ends up the like a key point in, in right. a song or on an album. And they they have a hard time trying to do it live or they try, you know, cause it's like, what, how, why did I do that? What did I do there? I'm like, I don't know, but it's great. It came from you. It didn't come from me. Yeah. Again, it's about me pushing making sure the buttons are pressed and stuff sounds good and if there's a mistake that comes out that's awesome that's i think that's the best part of recording music is is a good example and this song i was working with this band called mr show 
very island, very reggae type music. And this one song was about him yelling, he was yelling at the world, just kind of like angry that his girl won't answer the phone and call him back because he really needed to talk to her. And the song has this long drawn out guitar ending. I'm hungover as hell. We're tracking the vocals for this. The singer is hungover as hell. We're both just hurting. And it's a Sunday morning. It's like, Jesus, we could be doing something better. We're both scarfing the pizza down. He's on the mic in the live room and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, my head is hurting. Anyways, song's going. We're on a fourth or fifth take of this vocal and he's doing some like uh, like ad-libbing stuff on the way out, to, out the uh, uh, ending of the song. Some nice vocal gymnastics and stuff. Right, yeah, like, like, like scatting. and like, okay, let's try, wind it back and do a little different take. And I like yeah. this. I like that. Try this. We're doing that. And I should you not, um, the one time when the guitar stops, his phone starts going off. He didn't mute it. And it's his girlfriend. He answers it as her in real life. Okay. Like, oh my God, that's it's her. And I got that. I captured that moment. Of, and I'm like, Hell is this yeah. song about what you just got done bitching about, but you left your phone on while we're recording? You way? We, I, their inst- headache went away. We jumped around almost like girls. Like, like yeah, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. And uh, yeah, that, so that's that moment there. You, you could, you, if you did it forcefully, it would have felt forced. He literally had it in his pocket and didn't realize it. Yeah, I'm in the, I, you can hear me if you crank the song up way in the background. I'm laughing. You can hear me through all the, the mics. <laughs> laughing my ass off and very 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 faintly uh almost rolling on the ground laughing nice. that this just just this happened in in real life so i i really like hearing how you handle like different different uh presentations that people bring to you um so one last thing let's say somebody wants to make an animation okay okay like for instance me and uh the my, my tattoo artist buddy we did an episode with he made the art this art for us whoa um, i we are talking about doing a children's book, right? One that we release online, so that these people have access to these episodes of this children's book. Cool, cool. So let's say we wanted to take that a step further and turn it into animation. Right. Score it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how can you help us do that? How what do we need to bring you the story, and then you go off of that to make something like that? Yeah. The the one thing that movie make people do movies or short stories stuff like that for scoring wise they go here's a script and i go there's not much i can do with that because yeah. i don't know what i'm seeing because i tie my music with visual okay so the scoring part would probably be the last thing we do yeah so you have to you see the pictures right mm-hmm. and as far as like the voiceover stuff um very very adept doing that you could actually do that here with what you got right now really you you could these mics yeah, with these mics and that software, you could make that happen. The syncing, the storyboarding, the syncing part, would where it's something hard. where I would be advantageous to help out with. Yeah, um, I do shoot video. I'm I I've haven't in a long time. I just shot a video for um, Ancient Elephants song connected that I recorded it. They basically showed up to a live show with with a camera, thinking they're just going to just shoot random stuff and throw it together for YouTube. And I went no 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 no. So I started storyboarding it out real quick, sketched it. And it got huge, huge five, six thousand views on Facebook by itself. The YouTube oh, nice. yeah. should be over a thousand by now. But uh, it was a cool little like, wow! I literally sat down in front of the software, and went, "How to use this again?" <laughs> and I did, I did everything in two days. Nice. And uh, so yeah, storyboarding it out and having that down and 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 the syncing up of it because my idea, which you would need if you wanted to do it yourself. Get a projector, 
pop it on a white wall and literally watch it and and watch it while you were doing it. Yeah. Let the music play while you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, doing the voiceover stuff. You're gonna you need to see the inflections of the character. Yeah. So you don't know. I mean, you're not being monotone when it, I never when it shouldn't about be. That, I you, you, yeah. You, you got to match the lip flap and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the accuracy is one. The second thing of it is inflection. Mm. All right. You 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 know if you're in a scene, it's hard to get inflection from a script. If you got someone that's that's actually conveying emotion visually, you need to like kind of emote yourself. Right. The voices are yeah, yeah, you got like getting a text versus talking to somebody in person. Right, yeah. right, and that's I think that's the biggest mistake people do with voiceovers or animation that they do them themselves is that they simply read the script and then somebody animates around the voice. And a good example of that is uh, the Saturday TV Funhouse on Saturday Night Live back in the nineties when they did. They took uh, real audio and uh, he made a cartoon around the real audio, it's, and he it made it funny. Sometimes some of the subject matter should not have been funny, but because there's a disconnect there, it made it more it humorous. Funny, yeah. So you know, if you want to do something serious in that manner, that's my suggestion: is have it set up where you can actually have like your microphone right in front of you, like this. You're up on it, so you don't have much room sound. Right. Um, and be looking straight ahead with a script for reference. And and kind of have some stuff committed to memory, and you're like, I know the scene, what we're gonna be talking about, and I'm now matching up what's on the screen. Okay. And have that sync. The the video should be coming out the laptop anyways. You can do it through um, I don't know. Um, Pro Tools actually has a video section of it you can do stuff with, but so yeah, I mean that's that's my suggestion. But yeah, you. I mean, you got good mics for voiceovers, man. This is not. This isn't. This isn't bad. Yeah, I did a lot of research before I bought uh, anything. Right. I right. Like, I was like, we only have this money once. Let's figure out. Yeah, what we, we need. actually. Do you know how we got this stuff? Negative. Uh, we started off uh, with nerds first, and it started okay. in uh, October. Uh, October. Yeah. Yeah. So just about three months ago, and we started by just recording on a phone. We were like, let's just fucking do this. Right. So we just, five of us sat around a, a, a small round Deadpool table that our friend made and just started recording on the phone. Like, let's just get our fucking voices out there. Let's just put some fucking material. That's what we wanted. Hell yeah. So we started doing that. Put some content out. DIY, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, well, let's try a GoFundMe. So we started a GoFundMe and got all the equipment with yeah, that. We, really? Well, we were, yeah. we were aiming for like 2000 We got 700 and I was like, I can make 700 work. Right. And and I did. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I mean, that that worked for this stuff. We got some stuff donated by, you know, some people we know. That's awesome. Um, and everybody who's come out here is just, honestly, almost every person that comes in here, they, they all contribute in some way to what this show is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, every person, there's a piece of every person in this show. Right. And it, and it builds. And that's why I'm always looking for ways to integrate the people who are on here mm -hmm. to help them make the show what it becomes. I, I tell you what, again, I'm a huge fan. You, to me, you're local. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have a huge fondness of Cleveland. Don't get me wrong. I love Columbus. Toledo is the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Cleveland, you know, they, you know, the rest of the world laughs at Cleveland. The rest of the world don't even know about Toledo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that bothers me. That really, really, really bothers me. And I see Toledo a lot like Seattle, believe it or not. Okay. And the reason being is Seattle, reason why the grunge movement occurred, 
um, wasn't necessarily because of Seattle being rainy and it was boohoo and it was a mountain, you know, a uh, bunch of lumberjacks and shit. Uh, Seattle came about because no tourers wanted to go there. They never went there. They skipped, they, they would go to Portland and then down to California or maybe up to British Columbia, hit Canada. They would never go Seattle. Seattle would really, really have a big act come to so town. So they were just like, fuck. So they, they, they DIY'd it. Yeah. They DIY their own scene. They became, and then that's that whole mentality of the corporate, like, you know, shills, get rid of the corporate entity. Really, basis was touring companies and promoters just kind of, uh, you know, turning a blind eye to that city and like, you know what, screw you, we're going to do it ourselves. So that's why, really, you saw the acts come out of Seattle was literally the same way why no one, I mean, no one comes to Toledo. We're doing it ourselves. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, that's like Peapod. Mm-hmm. Like that's his thing on the radar, right? Like that was his entire point there, right? And, right, and for good reason. I used to I used to do a segment for uh, Peapod on one hundred percent. I used to call in on Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday uh, afternoons, noon, and we would talk about uh, um, an album that dropped that week, and I would really? give my you know my impressions of stuff, and then I turn around and talk about something local, like you know what. It was always like, hey, new Foo Fighters. Yeah, but I'd rather hear some, what's going on with Light Horizon right now? You know, and yeah. and we would jump into that. Speaking of which, you guys catch the news about Light Horizon? No. No. They're opening up for Kesha. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kesha? Kesha. I just did Light Horizon's EP. I got to yeah, finish mixing it. And uh, they're opening up for Kesha. How, how excited, I mean, how excited are you about that? I, uh, I, you know what? I'm excited for them to be able to get in front of people that yeah. normally they would never be in front of. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's all right. A, that's a huge audience too. And so. I, kn- and I know the fundamentals of it was like I'm gonna throw a hat and ring in here. How many people would go see it? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, fun, laugh, laugh, lol. And uh, yeah, it actually came. To- <laughs> Actually happened. It's like, well, you nailed it. So. Right. So, you know, those guys, those guys are great guys. They're going out there and kick some ass, man. So I bet it's an experience. Honestly, if I was if I was in a band, I would do all types of shit like that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I would love Break it. the fucking I would love to I mean, you heard my, my pitch for a concept album. Right. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not into, like, the jam band culture. However, I mean, I shared a stage with Rusted Root. Um, in fact, I just got done doing an interview with the original drummer on my radio show this last Friday, uh, um, um, Jim, Don- Jim Donovan, founding member of Us Root. Was I'm like, wow, it's weird. Four years ago, I was actually playing on stage in Toledo with those guys, and then uh, a year later, I was on stage with uh, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, Funkadelic. Oh my yeah. Oh yeah. That that was a trip. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Not oh. not the normal crowd I'd be around, you know. But I had a ball with those no, guys. I love that. I bet you did. I love that fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I I don't know. It just there's 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 genres of music that I don't normally have on my playlist, and I'm not going to concerts out actively to see. Kesha is probably one of them. However, if you have the ability to get your music or your art in front of you know those people who may not know who you are, now you got to be careful yeah. though, because I saw this happen up at Bike Week. Um, a band. Um, uh, uh, colorize those guys uh, went up there they won the battle of the bands uh, last year for the bike week so they get to open up for one of the headlining bands mm-hmm. colorize is more they, a lot of screamo stuff like you know that there's more of a modern flavor right okay they're oh they went open up for uh, Eddie money <laughs> uh. and yeah that crowd Turned on him. I oh, mean, yeah, I turned on him in a big way. 
<laughs> so nobody, nobody who goes who's going to see Eddie Money wants to hear a gent band like right. Yeah. Nobody who's listening to Eddie Money wants to go hear your your post hardcore like. And there's a lot of drunk of those well, nobodies that, that want to hear that. <laughs> I also wonder like how they approached it. Because if it's me and I'm approaching an audience that has no connection to right. what I'm pushing, I'm going to show them why they should. Like, right, right. Yeah. So like if they go out there and they're like, all right, these motherfuckers are, are going to turn on us if we don't handle it. You go out there and you fucking handle it. You show them why you're why you're not what they think you are right yeah, yeah. You, you bring that to the table instead they went and said you know, you know what we're just gonna force feed you this yeah <laughs> and that is knowing your crowd it's knowing your, yeah that's 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 part of the art i i firmly believe part of the art is that knowing knowing how to present your art um tool does in a very cool way they they make you do it in this way if you're not a fan then you're not going to and you're not going to enjoy it. it it just it's that simple um, you know their artwork, how they present it to you. They only go on tour once once in a decade, practically, and you know the shows they put on are done for a certain reason, for in a certain way. They make you put on their glasses and see their shit for the way they want to see it. Right. That they can do that because that's tool. Yeah. But when you are somebody going, why is nobody listening to us? Why can't we get shows? Why this? Why that? And then you go up and get booed off because. And don't get me wrong. If I was the organizers of this, whatever you do, who in the hell thought of making this any of these bands open up for Eddie Money? Yeah. That that to me was that's nonsense. Even though I was a judge of it, I just that doesn't make sense to me. Because what if I? Well, I mean, there's a couple hip hop groups there that were pretty cutting edge hip hop EDM stuff. Oh yeah. Now like that would have definitely you know, but it was more upbeat. You know, maybe you would have got some of these guys to dance or something. At least it's danceable. Right. It was gent, and they 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 gent. went up there yeah. and just ch- chicka 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 double bass double bass, and yep. just like ah oh, shit. <laughs> Man. So, but yeah, um, there's a lot of things. We're talking about my life in general, and what we're discussing is um, a lot of people call me the Ohio's version of Forrest Gump. Okay, <laughs> because you've done so much stuff. I've done some, yeah, uh, from the bagpipes. I feel like that's where my life is headed, to be honest. Like, I and there's nothing like, wrong with that. I feel like I just want to do everything. Right. I, like, why would I not want to experience as much as I can? That's what I told him last night. I was like, you know, I think, I think as long as we're thirsty, like, I think as long as we're, we want to continue learning, and as long as we have that passion for doing anything, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. I was, like, I, was like, I, was like, I think people like kind of die when that goes away. Like, you have to, you have to kind of, you have to find something. To like really be passionate about it, it, yeah, and and well, that's a huge thing about life, and that's that's why it's you got to kind of get selfish. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta kind of kind of take care of number one before you can take care of anything else. Right, it, it, very much so. Because if you start if you start doing things for other people's expectations, then the next thing you know, you're gonna blink your eye, and it's very much uh, you're bored. Mm-hmm. They're happy, you're bored. Yeah, absolutely. and then that's when you that's really when it starts going downhill. Yeah, because you know you're dead inside. Right. <laughs> um, if you could do anything else, what would you do? Be a chef. Yeah, that's a good choice. I like that. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite uh, people ask why who's your who who who's who's a hero of yours? It's actually Colonel Sanders. Really? You know why? Why? That guy didn't become famous for what he does until he was. I think almost sixty. Mm-hmm. Really? He yeah. failed. He failed miserably for the first fifty years of his life. I mean, to him, it was just a tough road. If you yeah. looked at it on a piece of paper and didn't know that was Colonel Sanders, you go, "This guy had 
major obstacles, and he just could not. Yeah, like this guy's bad like luck. Shit. Yeah, I mean, just just horrible, horrible luck slash yeah. decision making. And then all of a sudden, he actually was retired and came up with this with the secret recipe mm-hmm. and what became KFC. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never right. know what's going to go from a hobby I, to take over your life. I told you that shit last night, too. We, we had a long talk last night. Yeah? <laughs> yeah it was just we like, do a lot. It was we, just like, we, sit, we sit down and reflect. You know, we were just talking about, like, you know, where do you want to be in 10 years? We're going to be five years. I'm like, dude, I don't know where we're going to be next month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I right. I don't know where the fuck we're going to be in, in in 10 minutes. Well, we alone. sat down and broke out year goals and then broke those down to month goals right. and, uh, you know, quarter goals. And I think that's going to help us. <laughs> right. But, yeah, we definitely. Well, the balance is fine is having that devil may care mentality, but then still have, have you still got to kind of, well, you know, I got to make sure this is done before November because if that isn't going to happen, then why am I doing this now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to have, yeah. So you got to, for me, it's, it's literally, um, I don't always, like I said, the Mohawk's not always straight up 24-7, you know? I And this thing is funny as hell when it's not up. I mean, I look like, <laughs> I look, I look like Professor Frank. Oh, <laughs> Oregon, Flagon. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's, there's this time where I literally have to, you know, hit the stop, pause button on the crazy and, and, and put my entrepreneur hat on and, and the... And that's where the Marine comes out of me. That's the, you know, uh, the marketing, that stuff. You really got to sit down and put pen to paper and not just be random and get into some rabbit hole like ooh, like you're on the internet when you, you're you researching something and next thing you know you're watching three hours of YouTube mm-hmm. <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning and yeah, you, you never got that. You, yeah, so you kind of, you got to kind of, that's why like in the studio when clients are in there, I, I, I try to. Lately I haven't because it's got a new computer. I got to figure out how to do this to shut off all excess internet activity period mm-hmm. and no Facebooking and all that stuff because it's literally easy to start really going down the wrong path. Yeah. So I, I got to hit that pause button and then, you know, after that, then the devil, devil may care stuff comes out and that's how the execution starts getting really fun yeah. because it's like, wait, last night I, I said, I told myself I needed to do this. All right, I'm really going to fucking do that <laughs> and I'm going to do it today. When you get excited, that's when you're the most Irish. Like, right <laughs> when you get when you get stoked about something, you just I hear it just start rolling out of you. Again. When you yeah. first came in, I thought I was like, I'm pretty sure this dude is. I mean, obviously your name, you're super Irish, right? But like I was thinking, I was like, oh shit, does he have a delightful, surprising accent? <laughs> like, it, and then uh, I didn't really hear it for a while, and I think it goes in and out. But when you start getting excited, yeah. it's just boom. That's the same way like when Peapot gets excited, he's just he becomes a crazy man. He become well, he becomes a guy. Yeah, he, he, the guy that you're like, oh, that's why. Definitely, he's in my short list of cool motherfuckers I love yeah. to talk to. He like yeah. he, he almost transforms into like mm-hmm. into this other person. Like, I mean, like he, once he's excited, it's just like, oh, that's that's Peapot the personality. Right. Like, that's yeah. That's, right. That's, but that's, it's, that's, the, that's the legend. It's him genuinely. It, that's the thing about being genuine. Mm-hmm. And 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 when the art when you see your artist and that's that's one of the I, I lose sleep with the pictures in my head of when artists had that moment and their eyes light up and it's Christmas morning but it's like in the middle of June because <laughs> they 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 just recorded something and they don't they were down on themselves and I and I play it back to them and or you know the album's done and it's like yeah. they pick you up the, off the ground hugging you. And like that's not me. That's you. I just yeah, make it that. sound like it's you know you're all in the same room doing the same thing, and that you guys know that you know you you got your shit together. Yeah, that's how I feel looking at this. Like even, like we balance each other out really well. If one of us is like 
getting too crazy. The other one is making sure it's being done right. Right. And like it, we we balance out really well. That's me and my wife actually. Yeah. yeah she she's the uh, introvert. She's uh, um, I forget the daughter's name on Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's the, the 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 you know she loves that show and that's that's her spirit animal. Um, you know, on that aspect of it, she's very frugal. She's very she knows how to do numbers. She's got a degree in psychology. You know, here I am, no degree, marine who just decided to you know go off into the world and do his thing, and mm-hmm. I'm still doing that, and I'm like you know. It's it's neat to have somebody that can draw you back down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to constantly kind of reel him in. How the hell did you two meet? Uh, we've been friends since fifth grade. Really? Yeah, we were ten. So. Yeah, we uh, so we met in a school for smart kids. <laughs> yeah, we went to, it's called Horizons. They really? Out of our school one day a week. And stick us in a little smarter school where they try to teach you another language and like have you badass. Yeah, we learned some Russian. Whoa, yeah. shit! Uh, it must be like some Cold War carryover. We're not sure <laughs> yeah, why it was I Russian, but we we're just like whatever. <laughs> Somebody had like a small England like this. Uh, well, yeah, the Cold War was over, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I would like somebody was up there going, yeah, they're gonna win the war. <laughs> yeah. I, don't teach these kids. I don't even remember. It's just a, it's just a blur of <laughs> dobre utras. <laughs> Listen, you got it, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. Spasiba. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a different one. Yeah. Wonder was German. German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spasiba yeah. coming. I don't really remember. I, that's all I really remember, though. I don't See, really remember. I, I learned cuss words in the Marine Corps. My platoon was all my. I want to say minorities. We had a lot of guys that were south of the border. Okay. That hey, you wanted your citizenship? Join the Marines. You know. Yeah. We had one guy that was in the 91 Russian Revolution. He was oh, a Russian that, nice. that his dream was to come to America and be a Marine. That's awesome. Golovati, this guy. I mean, he, he his thing was um, three days a week, he'd do a thousand pull-ups and a thousand push-ups. He was, he was the Russian, I mean, like in video games. He was the Russian machine. Like yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And it's like uh, the biggest, the funniest thing is the guy would give him a bottle of vodka Dude, he drink it like it's like Pepsi, right? Yeah. Get him a six pack of beer. The dude passed out with his hands down his pants, man. I mean, it was it was hilarious. Oh, that's perfect. Man. Sixer, sixer of beer, man. It was Bud Light, boom, face first down. That's that was uh, that was Golo. I wanted to touch before we uh, close this out. I What's wanted up? to know: Are you surprised by the money in it? Are you? Is it better or worse than what you had expected going into what you do? Um, the way I'm doing it. I'm surprised that I am able to make money because I, I don't, I don't do it the way the studios that make money do it. Yeah, it seems like you trashed a lot of convention in in lieu of favoring the artist. Right, right, and and I keep throwing Albini out there because my point of reference is him because he's literally the same way. Mm. The guy lives at his studio with him and his wife. And um, the place he had before that was a house, just like mine, that he lived, and the privacy became an issue. And but he wanted a place where he could make money, but not sacrifice the integrity side. Right. And sometimes that meant him doing shit for free, mm-hmm. just because you know it would be better off for the brand of the studio, for my name, for for who I am and what I stand for in the community to get this finished, to make sure this artist gets what they need to get done because I see a bigger future for them. And, and for yourself. Right. A rising tide raises all boats. Right. Because then it's like, oh, this album did really good. Who, who, who mixed this? Who right. This? Who record, where did they record this? Right, album? right. And, and I know that's a selfish kind of like, oh, wow, so you're tying yourself to that. It's just to me. It's integrity. To me, it's integrity. And, and, I w- no, yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would definitely not look down. I think that is like 
that's just kind of being a man and handling your shit. Right. Like, you're like, I promised you I'd do this. Right. And it's going to get done because you already paid me once for it. On average, when I do an album, if you come to me tomorrow and want to do, like you say, you want to do this intro for for something. Yeah, I do. I usually end up putting double the amount of time into it than I charge you for. Plain and simple. Simply because I, I, I am a, I'm a warrior on that level. I'm a perfectionist on that level. Um, my the only thing the flaw that comes into that is bands who don't really know what they want and we end up playing uh, uh, tag the songs back and forth going mm. I tweak this I tweak it send it back another guy goes no I don't like that change it again and we're changing things on a minute level mm. for a month yeah minutia just bunch of right. garbage that doesn't need to really be right there. and that's where I need to start now I'm, I've grown into a point where like okay really what are we we're now the point of diminished returns yeah you're now this is we're killing this we're killing this for you, and it's killing it for me. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> so, it's, it's just ugly and gross. I don't want to do it anymore. Let's figure something out. But I'm willing to go down that path. That's right. the, that's that's the scary part. But I'm I'm willing to do it anyways. Do you it's feel like it. Albini is is like the like the point in your career so far that you reference to? Like that's your big thing. Uh, yeah. Someone took someone a record label in Canada took a risk, looked at my body work prior, and said, "Hey, I want." I like what you do. You go take this band and go down there and, and do this with this guy. Um, you know, it was funded by the label. Um, I got to, I got to go spend time with a guy who the band didn't know it. I had to keep it really quiet, uh, like subdued, but that's, that was a bucket list level stuff. That's the stuff I listened to when I was a kid. Right. That's one of the reasons why I had my dad put in a, you know, the table so I could put a used beat up console in my basement. You know, those bands that he did, and I, I mean, was people. People would die to do what you did. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like my 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 ex. She was talking about how like how stoked she kept asking me. Is the guy who worked with Steve Abini coming yet? When's he coming? Like, oh yeah. No. We we've definitely gotten questions about it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. yeah like she's like, I want to know more about that. I was actually going to ask you if you want to sign Don't. one of these for her. Oh yeah. Like, sure. Sure. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah. So I feel like that's probably what a lot of people like gravitate towards when they ask you things like. I don't usually bring the Albini to the surface right up there. Like, Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Sean. I work for Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I try not to because a lot, I, I you know my wife's like, oh, come on, that again. Jesus Christ. I'm yeah, like, name dropping. Yeah, right. Yeah, star fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I learned a ton, a ton from that guy in, 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 the, in the small time period of doing that album, um, right down to you know, how to argue with the guy because he is, he's a dick. He is he is a he's a world class prick. If he he reserves the right, if you pay for it to work with him, right, and he doesn't like you, he brings one of the interns in and he just leaves the room. You still got to pay. Actually, your check's already cashed by that point. It's like yeah, you're paying Albini to be there, but he's like he's like you know one of my interns will, will figure you right, out. Like, right, right. And if you if you knew back, uh, I think it was 2012 was when I was there. Uh, he was on a mu- major argument with Amanda Palmer. At that time, it was okay. a huge thing about her doing Kickstarter for one point five million dollars, and she got her album and her tour financed by Kickstarter. And then she went out on Craigslist and every musician forum in the country and was asking, begging musicians to back her up for a hug and free beer. Nice. And I was there in his studio when he was online crafting the. Uh, he did a little manifesto, <laughs> uh, calling her a world class cunt. And uh, that hit the mainstream press. Well, Rolling Stone ran with it. And I didn't know what was going on. I just remember seeing him on his laptop just giggling. <laughs> oh, 
and uh and you know i didn't think anything of it and told my buddy paul actually the author of the book he he texted me like dude your boy's blowing up the damn charts out here man because he's a fan of uh amanda palmer and stuff he's like he's killing her he's killing her right now i'm like he's on the laptop I, maybe he's asking questions <laughs> it's like no he wrote a five paragraph uh thing on how she's the worst thing that ever happened to indie music damn. so but uh like we got arguments over microphones like the type of microphone it was on like you see the Beatles at Abbey Road mm. there's usually a Neumann U47 marked but it's actually U48 that's the kind of minutia shit that we argue about because I'm like that's a 47 he's like no it's a different polar pattern look right here and so we would argue for in half a day in passing we'd pass each other in the hall and he'd go 48 I'm like 47 asshole and you know back and forth <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice though. yeah that it, it was cool i like i said um i took my mentality from that and chicago itself is awesome he raises like three hundred thousand dollars a year for youth for youth charities out there doing softball tournaments really that's one of the things he doesn't broadcast he's also a pro poker player nice one hell of a poker player oh man in fact he says to me, when we were out there, was he made more money on poker than he did in the studio? <laughs> he doesn't take he doesn't take residuals. Like, he doesn't make a dime off of sales from Minidro. Really? No. Wow. He, has, he refuses to include himself as an, as part of the art as a producer, taking a percentage of the <laughs> album that's made. So that's pretty good. That's a the classy classy man. That's why I try to. I got my job. You guys make the art. You reap the benefit. Hell yeah. So after this period of reflection, uh, now that you hear yourself talking about it in such a condensed time, would you do it all again? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, if I if I had a chance to do it again, I'd do it sooner. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have any other questions? Uh, I think I'm. All, I think I'm good. Okay. Was there anything else that you want us to say, or you want to say about what you do, or like maybe something you want to say to somebody who's considering it? Um, <laughs> tread lightly. Uh, know that you're not going to get rich uh, if you're not happy doing what you uh, what you think you love doing, and if, if if this is something you do love love to do, uh, pursue it. Know that in in the recording realm and music that the brick and mortar colleges don't necessarily have what is the offer. Um, you can't teach art. You can't teach uh, feeling. Um, best bet to do if you're in college pursuing something like this get a degree in 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 business so you know so you don't get hit by the irs mm. or local authorities on on what you're doing and you got proper permits for and know how to balance books and then while you're getting that degree go in turn at a studio go in there follow around be there early leave there late and learn how to make coffee really god damn it learn how to make coffee <laughs> good coffee <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That, so, was, that was perfectly worded. Cool. So what we do now is we like to just like lighten it up a little bit. Josh always starts with the first question. Yeah, we're, we're, we are deep into this, so I think we can kind of... Uh, I figure we just ask like two. Yeah, we are in the weeds, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I figured <laughs> we just ask We like lost two. people about a solid hour ago, right? <laughs> no, well, about a half hour ago, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, my first question is always the same, and it's... Uh, tell us about your first kiss. Oh, wow. Oh, um... I was 17, and she was a daughter of a Baptist minister. Nice. And uh, we went walking. It was a lot of snow on the ground. And uh, she did the whole, oh, my God, look over there. And I looked, and she grabbed me and threw me into a snowdrift and jumped on top of me and started kissing me. Hell, yeah. 
Man, you have a lot of moments in your life that make me say, hell yeah. <laughs> Every 17-year-old man's dream. Like, oh, right. But that's, that, you think about the majority of the peers probably was a solid four years behind the rest of the people oh, around yeah, me. Uh, you know, totally late bloomers. <laughs> Do you have pets? Uh, yes. Wait, what kind of pets? I have uh, two dachshunds, mini dachshunds, and oh a chewini. Oh my god! Which one's your favorite? It's made his day. Oh my my what dachshunds? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got I got uh, I got a um a redhead one named Miley, I got a little uh, br- a dark brown one named Cooper, and then uh, the Chewini is half Chihuahua, half dachshund, and his name is Ollie. I bet they're so cute. I bet they're so distinguished, dude. They are. So they are made. They, they are. They are. <laughs> I bet they are. They are. Man. He loves them. I don't know. I, I do. I love. I, I like a few different kinds, but I definitely love dachshunds. Yeah, they're minis, and they are. They're our kids right now. You know. If you could ask your animals one question, what would it be? Am I a good person? Oh, yeah. Nice. That's a very unique perspective. That'd be, <laughs> they'd, be probably, they'd, they'd probably think you like, who's a good boy? Dog, well, dogs, dogs, they say, are only, one, only things that, that, that um, like you more than they like themselves. Yeah. Yeah, which I definitely So my true. view, if I, it, you know, for me, I trust people who, um, the, the, how the dogs are around them. I try, those, the dogs trust that person. I tend to trust them more. Hmm. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. If a dog, like, if I see dogs hate somebody, and if somebody's like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like animals, right? I don't like dogs, like, and they get weirded out, like, it's like it's probably because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they sense something that that we may not know, and that's why you know, I my worry is that all this you know great awesome life I have that I start going off on tangents slowly and not realize it, but hopefully that litmus test is my dogs. Like, yeah. hey, get your shit together, Daily. You're turning into an a hole. Okay, yeah. good, cool. I get that before somebody calls me out or I end up in jail. Right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. <you> just, <laughs> Do you have any questions for us? Uh, no. I, I I have a statement. Like, you guys, just keep kicking ass and and keeping uh keep this going. And uh, I loved everything I've listened so far. You're now on my short list of the list of stuff to listen to. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Yeah, Especially seriously. somebody who, like, I know how hard it is to work and then record and do other stuff and actually still have time to listen to things you care about listening to. So the fact that you have time to listen to us means a lot to me. Yeah. So. I, I have a short list of podcasts I listen to. Yeah. I love podcasts because it gets me away from the music sometimes and turns that part of my brain off. Yeah. And I can listen to other people's stories and listen to other, other creativity. And sometimes it gives me ideas in my own life. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are definitely on that short list. I do enjoy this thoroughly. If you honestly, and I'll put this out there, you guys need anything from me, you just hit me up. Hell yeah! Oh, good because like I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, and and and, and I, maybe we should have took a look at that before doing this. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure it's fun. it's it's been working all right so far. So anyway, everything I've heard so far, I can hear I can hear the evolution of it. Yeah, and yeah, you're 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 on a good track. Thank God. No, is you're there, too good. Is there uh, anything you want to plug before we drop you off? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's the, the mohawkstudio.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Mohawk Studio. It's singular. Um, I'm on Twitter, Sean Daly 77 uh, If you want to hit me up on Facebook, there's you know all that's out there. Um, yeah, it, I guess more importantly is is every one of you guys like Kesha. If you guys like those that that chick, if you like any band, rap, hip hop, ICP, I don't care. Every one of those bands were local at one point. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And if so, you need to, you know, instead of worshiping those who are already at the, you know, top of the chain of the food chain, start looking a little lower 
at those around you and go support local music. Go support local art in general. And part part of that art is podcasting. Um, you know, actual art museums. You name it. If you got local artists that's doing stuff, go support it. Um, you don't have much culture, and the town is hurting already. If you don't have culture, then there's not much else. Period here. That's absolutely correct. So go do it. You know, chip in the five bucks to get in the front door and and go enjoy it. If, if anything, it's good entertainment. Yeah. yeah. If you like it or not. <laughs> there are like a thousand venues here, and there's always something going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. So that was good for that. Like, um, I, my friend recently just told me how surprised she was that a band was coming to Charleston, and Charleston's a huge fucking city. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So we're lucky. We're lucky in that, in the fact that we have a lot of music here, and right. that kind of brings. And then we attract closer. music. Yeah. yeah like we attract. Uh, Bands and stuff to come to come to Toledo. That well, way. yeah, now, yeah. And I mean, there's a there's a time there. period there where this, yeah, you guys were really overlooked, and mm -hmm. like I said, people make fun of Cleveland, but they don't even know about Toledo, right? Yeah, and you're just like a stopover to Detroit. That's pretty much what they're trying to do. It and look at it this way, man, you, you only can go up, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're, that's what we're hoping for, right? Know? Okay. Well, you can find us on social media at Set Your Expectations on Instagram, at SYECast on Twitter. Uh, my personal is at Joe of the Sound on both. And Josh, where do we find you? You can find me at Josh with G Justice all over the internet. Uh, and you can find our podcast. Obviously, you found it already. But if you haven't subscribed, uh, go ahead and do that. It makes us happy. And if you haven't, if you have subscribed, you can always leave a review because those help right. immensely. Um, other than that, Man, it's been great having you here, dude. This has been awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That's why we let the time go so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, th don't. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it was well, it was you. great coming here. Uh, you know, I don't make it a point to come out and just talk about myself. I I like to um, the idea of support and and you guys need content. You need you need stories to get people doing it. Hell yeah, I'm about I'm all about that. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, it's been awesome, man. Thanks for coming. Cool. Take it easy.